Hear, you hear all this too, me doing this on the mic? Yeah, yeah. What, what are you doing? You touching the top? Yeah. Okay. What about now? How it sound now? Good. It's still a little loud. What about on your end? You can't turn me down. Oh, you know what? That's probably what it was. Maybe I was a little too loud. What about now? Oh, it's good now. It's great. Can you hear so me? So what about what about now? Now? Good. You good? You good? And we're. Recording. I sound good. Yeah, you and we're recording. <laughs> hold on, hold on, but hold on, but do do I sound crispy though? You sound good. <laughs> I think I I think my wife figured this out, bro. Nice. We good. Okay. <laughs> and it's I'm record it's recorded on my end. It's recorded to the computer. It's 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 getting on the computer. So we good. Oh, okay. Oh there we go. That oh, look a little bit more crisp. I do. Oh man, here we go. <laughs> I I got a little bootleg rig joint over here. It's all good though. It works. Yeah, this joint crazy. This joint crazy. I don't like how my face is look. I'm looking at my. I want to see your face, not my face. I think when I start talking, see how the screen moves. If you go to the um, there's oh, see at the top where it says speaker view. You can change that to gallery view. So then whenever the other person is talking, it, it, it switches back and forth between them. Okay, so switch to gallery view. Aha, okay. See. But why, okay, <laughs> hold on. Okay. Okay, all right, all right, okay, okay, all right. Capra Yeah, okay, now we're in the, now we're in the money. We're in the money now. You see my little mic? <laughs> Got me a little mic, man. Little Mikey mic. <laughs> I got me a little mic. I can't wait to hear what it sounds like, you know, on your end versus. Really? Yeah, man, it's good. Oh, okay. That's what's up. Now I'm going to have to give me an iPad. All right. I'm about to figure it out. Uh, you know, you have a you got a laptop, right? Yeah, yeah. But you know, the laptops. Uh, but then I won't be able to plug in this little mic. Oh, cause the mic is like the uh, the plug the, for iPhones. Yeah. Uh huh. Lightning one. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's hidden though. You got it a good spot, bro. You just got to make sure, like, when you, yeah, you know I mean, when you go into your into your moves. Nah, look, bro. Look, you see how oh, I okay. hit you with the shoulder? Uh, the joint, it got a, it got a, it got a clip on it, so it ain't going nowhere. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm in the money, brother. You know, upgrade Stonecutters podcast. We upgrading over here. I'm a little bootleg though. I got the Delta headphones with the Amazon mic, but we gonna make it work. Stonecutters podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what did you want to? Did you did you want to talk about something, or did you want to? I know that I was telling you that I had some things to talk about. Well, first, let's introduce the Stonecutters podcast. Okay, so we going. I th- I just was. You want to you go right into it, or do you want to do a talk before? We can't do it? a talk. I, well, I'm just saying I'm on a time schedule. I got a good 40 minutes tops. Okay, bet. All right, Stonecutters Podcast. Aaron Hankins. Will Catlett. In the building. In the building. You hear me? I sound good, don't I, brother? 
What's what's new? What's 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 changed since the last time we talked? So the last time we talked, I hollered at my boy Joel. Shout out to Joel at the small shop downtown LA. And I was telling him I need to find me a little situation, you know, a mic or something so I can sound as good as my brother, you know. And he said, Yo, you should, I'm gonna send you something from Amazon, it might work. So then my wife was like, Okay, if you use the iPad and you plug the lightning thing in, you know to the yeah. bottom and hit the Delta headphones that you got for free in first class, <laughs> plug that into the top, you got two connections. I'm thinking it might work and doggone it, it worked out. <laughs> and the reason why all this happened uh, on Saturday, there was an upgrade to the OS on Apple phones and I have a work phone that's a iPhone 8S mm-hmm. and, I, and I have my, a phone from 2015 is the iPhone 6s mm-hmm. and, and I got a message and it was like hey we're, we're gonna upgrade the OS and it was we were gonna have that call Saturday morning right and I was getting ready to call you on the phone and it just went black and I tried to turn it back on and the phone's dead mm-hmm. so, long story short the, the phone's dead and last night I'm talking to my wife and I'm just like man I, I got me and will like we're trying to be intentional about the podcast we, you know, we meet every Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, nine o'clock to ten o'clock. We get on the phone, we chop it up, and I was like, "What do I do?" And she's like, "Well, you know, you should try Zoom." And Zoom is a online sort of meeting platform, and there's different. There's there's free meetings where you can just get into a meeting with somebody, and then there's we got like the we just bought like the, the first month. We're just trying it out, mm-hmm. and this this video conferencing. It's recording our video. It's recording our audio. So it plays in with the iPad because you downloaded the Zoom app onto the iPad and I'm on a laptop and it's, you know, it's working. So we're in the building. We're in the building. We're in the building, man. It's, it, you know, it's, it's going down like Frazier in the fourth, you know? Yeah. What are you going to say? I was going to say real quick. What in the hell happened to Deontay Wilder? I didn't. Did you see the fight? I ordered the fight. Okay, well, I only saw like the highlights, mm-hmm. and I, I read some of the stories about this this uh, Wakanda suit that, that weighed like forty pounds. Right. That kind of threw him off, and I'm just like, yo, if you're like six seven, six six, however tall he is. Mm-hmm. You can't walk to the ring with forty pounds worth of weight, like that's that's two twenty pound dumbbells. So you're trying to tell me that you couldn't walk to the ring with two twenty pound dumbbells on your shoulders and on your head and everything, and that affected the fight. But like, what actually happened, like in the ring? Yeah, I think one, I just think it was his time, and two, um, that you know, covering your face for that long, you're not getting the proper oxygen either you know, from that long ring walk. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a good loss for him because now that Tyson Fury exposed him, he got to go get them boxing skills up. You know, you can't just have like one punch and expect to beat that man that can move like that. So that was just, you know, it was crazy. I was sitting there watching it. I'm, you know, I know he was upset about they ain't throwing the towel, but I'm like, man, throwing the towel, throwing the towel, you know, don't let them take this abuse no more, you know, live to fight another day. But it was just, uh, that was crazy. You know, everybody was talking about that fight. I was like, wow, Tyson put a beating on my mans, though. But 
he he accepted a rematch, so we gonna see. Well, yeah, they had a rematch clause, so it's kind of yeah. like they they both they know they both gonna draw the first one. Tyson wins the second one. Now it's like Deontay's, you know, everybody's gonna be rooting for him to to win again. Then it like the the fourth matchup. It's it's we don't really have those rivalries in boxing like that. So like everybody's getting on this, you know, it's kind of a compelling story. Like on top of that, like the, the two different fighters and where they come from and their skin and all that skin tone and all that other stuff. So, right. Right. Yeah. That's good stuff. But I know you're going to be so happy. I got a call from a good friend of mine in Canada and she told me that she listened to the SWAT episode <laughs> and she said man you guys are doing such an amazing job and That's she awesome. was just so happy i said wait till i tell my boy Aaron." she said it broke everything down that she needed to uh know to get to the next level and my other boy from san diego hit me up and said the same thing like yo man that episode with the SWOT analysis man i gotta start looking at my strengths and weaknesses my opportunities and my threats you know i got to know what's going on so uh <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it was uh, it was great to hear them talk about that. That's awesome. Um, so I, I was thinking a lot about some of our conversations and you're like, well, what about this? And how are you able to overcome this and level up and put a system behind it? And I've been talking to a lot of people um, about some of the different things. And what I wanted to talk to you a little bit about tonight was manifesting things. Mm-hmm. Right. And and we talked about it like on a couple early episodes and I like, I kind of made a joke about it. It was like your GQ cover. Mm-hmm. Right. And you manifested that. Mm-hmm. And there's something that I uh, learned about and you know me, I'm always dabbling in different, different spaces. And I, and I found out, you know, Feng, Feng Shui is the, you know, the art of positioning things around your house depending on energies and the alignment of the stars and everything. But there was something that came out of that and it's called a Bagua. Mm -hmm. And and a Bagua is a, it's a, it's a career corner and your house in, in Eastern religions, your house, there's quadrants of your house and there's certain things that work well in certain areas of your house. And there's other things that don't. And right next to the door uh, it's basically like, you know, the, the first thing you see when you come home and the last thing that you, that you, uh, first thing when you come home and the last thing you see when you leave and it's called a career corner, it's the Bagua. And for me, for me trying to level up, I created this Bagua and I put it by my door and it was something that I saw every day when I came home or when I, when I left for work and mm-hmm. Baguas, baguas can be whatever you want them to be, which is the, the conversation that we're going to talk about tonight. But for me specifically, my bagua was a box and I built a box and inside the box, I put a bunch of books that, that helped me grow and, and helped me learn. And then I took pictures of all these different aspects of Nike and creativity and sort of visioning things. And I put them and I taped them on the, uh, on the outside of the box. So I would look mm-hmm. at it and I'd see a picture of this person. I'd see a picture of that person. And I started to do more research in the Baguas. And there, there's a couple things that they look for. It's glass and it's mirrors and it's pictures of water and, and water mm-hmm. flowing. Because if you can see pictures of water flowing, 
not rapid water, but more like uh, fountains. And it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's funny that Portland has these beautiful fountains all around the city. And I found some pictures of the fountains that were in Portland. So remember this whole time I'm living in Los Angeles. So I create this Bagua and I'm envisioning Portland and I'm taking pictures of maps and I'm putting all this footwear stuff on here and I'm putting these books in it and I'm being intentional about it. I'm keeping it clean. And every day when I come home or when I leave, it's, 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 it's one of these subconscious things. Like you see it and then it just, it's sort of, it, it's one of those seeds that goes into your mind. And I wanted to tie the parallel there with the GQ magazine that, that, mm -hmm. you, that you had in your place. So, mm -hmm. so, so with me talking about this kind of stuff, I wanted to sort of throw it back over to you and talk about the, the magazine that you put together for yourself and then other things that are in your house that, as you're on the journey, they're, they're inspiring you and they're also just reminding you of what the, the true goal and the purpose is. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's dope. Hold on, but I saw the Bagua joint when I came uh, to visit you, right? Because you still had it by the door. It's still by the door in your place in Portland, correct? Uh, I have a, a smaller Bagua, but yeah, there is one there too. Okay, okay. But when, yeah. but when, but when I was in LA, yeah, when you guys came over to uh, film for uh, the, creative, the Museum of Creative Human Art, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I had it there, and I think we, we, we actually talked about it. And it, it's one of those things like, yeah, there was all these books, and first it was just maybe The Alchemist or it might have been Shoe Dog. And then I added all the as – I'm, as I'm learning and I'm moving along and I'm like, okay, this is a good book. This is beneficial. Let me put it in the Bagua. You know, it's mm -hmm. just something to remind me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I know when I was doing the GQ, you know, I know I'm going to grace the cover of GQ at some point. You know, I was programming – my mind, my subconscious mind to, to want, one to believe that I can achieve such a thing, you know, and I had an idea and I was like, oh man, I'll probably come out on the spring issue. It'd be this color. I got with my boy Jay, he designed <laughs> it. I had the right little uh, outfit for it, you know, so it just kind of worked out. I don't have that up right now, but uh, you know, it's all about just taking things from this, but this 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 matter and making them physical and what you're doing what you did with your bagua you're just making it physical so that you can bring it into existence you know so now you're seeing it you're believing it so you're actually building the steps towards it you know but i think some people just give up right before the thing comes to pass so you have been doing this from california to all the way to get to portland but the truth of it is what you were doing in California, you were already in Portland. Yeah. You know, you were already, you were already there. You know, you were just waiting for things to come to pass, so to speak. Yeah. You know. So um that's all I, I wanted to, you know, talking about the Bagua, that's like I, that was one of the the things that, that kind of gets overlooked when I when I sort of look at the whole picture of things and I'm like I wrote a lot of words everywhere and I wrote a lot mm -hmm. of phrases and I wrote my email address but there were these these just these just small things like the bagua or taking the dog for a walk where I would be problem solving on the walk and everything like that just giving my mind these opportunities and these these chances to sort of exercise it in different ways like yeah yeah yeah. it's like you know i do the same i do the same thing you know i get out the shower butt naked 
and hold a coconut oil jar <laughs> and I'll be reciting my Oscar speech. But I remember one time I was doing it and it felt so real that I already knew that I had the Oscar. I already knew that I had it. I don't need the trophy to validate me already having it from when I got in the shower with that coconut oil jar <laughs> from Trader Joe's. But I was holding it. I felt it. I had my speech together. And it just felt so real in that moment to when it does manifest in the physical, it'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, 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 this makes sense. You know, so it's, it's you kind of not, you, you got to put your faith and your belief and start to walk towards the thing that you want to happen. So what are some of the, so you, you talked about manifesting mm-hmm. and, and having an Oscar speech and everything like that prepared. Mm-hmm. That's like at the high level. Right. Like to to bring it down to things that that people can sort of attack like here and now. Mm-hmm. Like if they don't really know if they want to get into acting or they don't know if they want to be an engineer or they're not they're not exactly sure. Do you just like do you do you just dream and imagine and just come up with whatever your wildest dream is, like whatever would make you the most happiest? Is that like what? is that the first step? I think the first step is I like when we throw our names. So say April, wherever April is at in the world. And she's trying to figure out what she wants to do. And maybe she's a creative and drawing is her thing. You know, she loves to draw and paint and all that other stuff. The first step for April will be to lay on her bed and just see herself in galleries, see people walking in and buying her her paintings and her artwork for 10,000, 3,000, 500, 5 million. You know, you have to put yourself in a state of calmness and meditation to even see yourself there because what you see you will become. If you cannot see it, you won't become it. So you can manifest all day long and say positive things all day long, but you have to see it in your imagination first. You know, I think that's at the basis level, no matter what level you at, at the Oscar level, at the Nike level, at the Foot Locker level, the person who's working at Foot Locker, name may be Kevin, who wants to be what Aaron is at. He has to visualize it. He has to see it in his mind. Muhammad Ali would see his, that's why he was able to call out what round he was going to knock a person out in because he was already seeing it in his mind before he got to the ring. Hmm. Whew. That's a good one. No, you got to see it. And, and seeing, seeing and believing it. And sight is not just with your eyes. You know, sight is your imagination. You know, Bill Gates had to see the iPhone no, and I'm Steve Jobs, I'm sorry. <laughs> Steve Jobs had to see the iPhone before the iPhone was made. He saw it in his mind. You know, Bill Gates had to see, what is he, Macintosh, right? Uh, no, no, Microsoft. Microsoft, right? Yeah. So he had to see, Macintosh is Steve, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, I'm getting them mixed up. You know, <laughs> I'm getting them mixed up. But, you know, Bill Gates, he had to see Microsoft before it was Microsoft. He had to see it. You so, know, um, so that's so that's a, that's like a singular, a singular path, right? So, mm-hmm. if the first step is to dream and imagine what what you would be in your greatest form or right. in, your, in your highest form, whatever mm-hmm. whatever whatever that may be, 
Mm-hmm. So, so what if there's a person out there that's like, well, I want to do this and I want to do that. And they want to be multifaceted. They want to be a Swiss army knife. Do you, as it like to, to, to be a Swiss army knife, do you first become the knife and sharpen the knife and then become the can opener? And then both of those are connected. Okay. And then you add the screwdriver. Do you do them all at once? Do you do them one at a time? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm but you know, but let me ask you a question. You, you're a guy that has a toolbox, right? Yeah. Okay. You, do you have a Swiss Army knife? I do. It's 11, okay. but it's the same thing, yeah. Okay, okay. How often do you look at that Swiss Army knife? How often do you use that knife? Uh, a few times a month. A few times a month. Yeah, like maybe, maybe not once a week, but every, every two weeks, I, I'd say that I use it at least once. Okay, how often do you go into the toolbox and that's what you're thinking about grabbing out? Every time, because it's the, it's the most versatile tool. Okay, so every time, okay. Okay, okay. What were you trying to think? What were you trying to say? No, no, no that's okay, you know, but... <laughs> because when I think of a Swiss Army knife, it's not something that I will actually really go to. You know, it's... It has so many different functions, but it's not something that I would honestly think about. But what I was getting to, now you think about it because you use it. So, but what I was getting <laughs> to is that even in a Swiss Army knife, each thing has been perfected to its full potential. Mm. So, even when you're making the Swiss Army knife, you're making one thing at a time, you're not making the whole thing at once. So a person who is a Swiss Army knife, which is great because I have a friend that's a Swiss Army knife, but at the same time, you're not going to use a can opener when you're using the uh, the screwdriver. Yep. You know, you got to, if I'm familiar with it, you got to fold one down to fold another one out. For the most part, kinda, yeah. For the most part, right? So I'll tell somebody who has multifaceted, they can do a million different things, just like you and I, we can do a, a million different things. But you have to perfect one thing right first, and then that will lead to the other thing. There you go. You know, you it will lead to the other thing. That's that's a that's a, cause I'm I mean, so so for you, do you feel that you've perfected anything? Have you perfected a skill or a trait? Yeah. Um... I don't know, because I'm trying to think of a trait. When I think of a trait or a skill, I think of building something. And have I perfected anything building? No, I have not. <laughs> I'm laughing because I went to an MMA class with my uh, my spiritual dad, and I was trash in that joint. So I was like, man, I need hours in here to perfect that. You know, I think my hands and my feet are too soft to be doing that. <laughs> but, you know, when it comes to uh, mastery, over my gift when it comes to seeing people and seeing relationships. I've definitely perfected that by the grace of God. Like if a person brings a picture or, or if they tell me that they want to marry this person, I can automatically tell you if it's going to work or not. I don't know how. Okay. I just, I just do it. And I'm by the grace of the Lord, I'm never wrong. And people will be together for seven years and I'll see them on the seven and a half year or something happen. Oh yeah, we're not together no more. You know, and I'll be like, 
I told you, you know what I'm saying? But it took that time. It's just, and I always tell like my, my homegirls and my, and my, my homeboys who like are dating or want to get married. I say, Hey man, you know, just bring them to me. I'll let you know, you know, but you gotta be, you gotta be ready for the truth. Everybody not ready for the truth, you know, you know, and some joints I'll tell you if it's 50, 50, like, mm, that relationship is 50, 50, depending on the character of that person, it can work. But if the character doesn't change, this thing's gonna die. Then some people you see and be like, oh yeah, that's gonna work. That's gonna work. You're gonna go through some times and some tribulations, you're gonna go through some things, but just stay the course, it will work out. Like when I saw you with Seishan, I knew it was gonna work, bro. Thank you. Like I knew, I knew it was gonna work. Like I had no doubt in my mind about it. Now some of my friends, they might still be together, but it's 50-50. You know, if it's 50 50, like at any moment, this thing can go this way or that way. You know, <laughs> it's a little tricky. You know, it's a little tricky. Some of my, some of my boys that we, that we know, you know, I mean, you know, like one of my friends, I know, I was like, I knew that wasn't going to work. You know, and some people even have children out of the deal. And you just know it's not going to work. But then mm. sometimes it's just, you know, it was a portal and a gateway to get those children here. And that's okay too. Yeah. Yeah. So Stonecutters Podcast. Stonecutters Podcast. If you have questions, topics you'd like us to discuss, uh things that you'd like me and Will to debate, I'm I'm always up for a healthy debate with Will. We don't really debate about things too much, but um send you can send those questions to stonecutterspodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on iTunes, you can find us on Stitcher. Um, you can go to us at stonecutterspodcast.com. You can leave questions and suggestions there. And Will, I wanted to let you know on this week's episode that the Stonecutters Podcast website is soon to be expanding and having a library on our website. So, ooh, pe- ooh. so people will be able to not only see the books that both me and you read and learn about and and things of that nature but they'll be able to buy them so just trying to give people more resources i think after or maybe one of the sections in the library will actually be some of the forms and some of the things that we talk about to level up because a lot of the things we talk about them on the podcast but having either a sheet in front of you or a planning sheet all those different things could actually be beneficial to people so we'll Mm -hmm. put those we'll put those things out there so. Yeah, man. And then just doubling back on um, the level up, because, you know, we constantly we going through it. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we are uh, when we're we're pressing towards that level up. You know, you got to maximize the level that you at and you got to focus on that. And then you'll know when you get to um, another level. But what I found out, because last time we spoke on the podcast, was that being grateful is a super key to leveling up and having joy is another is also another key to leveling up and what i mean by that when you're grateful for the space that you in no matter what you have no matter how much money you have or if you're on the road to acquiring more finances to do your your daily needs in life but when you're just grateful for just life itself for the breath in your body for good health for a sound mind, um, for good relationships and great people around you. And you take inventory of 
being grateful, that causes you to move to the next level because you're grateful for where you're at. And that joy puts another sprinkle on you. It gives you that, that MJ essence. You know, like when MJ was at his prime, you know, it was like, it was just something about MJ when he would speak, when he would play. He had, it's like basketball. You can feel the joy just exuding out of him, even if it was in frustration or getting a technical or dunking on somebody or hitting a game winning shot. It was all the same. You know, so those two keys, I think we have to, our listeners should ask themselves, am I being grateful and do I have joy? Because those are two keys that will enter you into your next level. I have uh, on my dresser, mm-hmm. I have a label that goes across the front of my dresser. So when I lift my head up, I look at the dresser. It says, mm-hmm. what, what are you grateful for today? Mm. So it's one of those things. You know, we talk about visualization and I have to remind myself of how thankful I am for the friends that I have and the people that are around me and the, the, just the opportunities that I have and, the, you know, the, all those different things. And that brings me joy. That sparks, mm-hmm. that sparks joy in me when I think about all the people that we're able to impact and, mm-hmm. all, the, and all the people that laugh when, when you say something that makes them laugh or when they cry, when mm-hmm. you say something that makes them cry. It's like, that's the joy. That's the joy. That's the joy. I remember um, when I was doing commercials at the time, and I, I might have said this on the podcast. I don't remember what I told someone. But I had went to like seven different auditions. I kept getting callback after callback after callback. And I sat down in the car and I said, Lord, why am I not booking? He was like, you lost your joy. You're not going into the room just excited to have the opportunity. You know, you're, 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 you're focused on why am I not booking? I'm getting, I'm getting the call back, the call back, but why am I not getting to the next situation? And I remember on the seventh audition, you know, I was going in on, I was like, man, I'm going to go in here with my joy. I'm going to be me. You know, I'm going to get that smile that I had. And boom, McDonald's. And that was with my boy, Rick Onya, who does this, uh, company called Rake, Random Acts of Kindness, right? And I would never forget that because it wasn't the point that I was getting bitter, but at the same time, I didn't have that extra thing that separates you from everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, because I mean, you got so many guys that go in that could potentially be the person for the role, especially if you say selling a product and it's a commercial, you know, it's just as much of selling the nuggets as selling the person who's eating the nuggets. Mm -hmm. Now the person who's eating the nuggets doesn't have any joy exuding out of them. I don't want you on my product. (laughs) You're not going to sell my product. You know what I mean? This is why Nike goes after the best athletes who have influence that they can put out into the market that are going to keep the dollars rolling in. Yeah. You know Uh, what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, while you were talking about that, it made me think uh, I've given you a tour at Nike and when people come to visit, I love giving tours. Mm-hmm. And, and what I found is, is that I get joy out of showing people the kind of things that, that I interact with. And that, that brings me joy. So they see me with the joy. And then what it is, is it's like a kickstart. Like for the two or three weeks later, like I'm still living off of the joy from, from giving that tour. So mm-hmm. everybody, everybody sees me and they're like, oh, Aaron's happy to be here and things like that. And it's 
from from giving other people tours, being thankful for it. And when when I remember when I showed you and you're just like walking around and you're like just looking at everything and you're just like, wow, like people work here and like this is these gyms and all these facilities and things like that. So you see it with a fresh set of eyes and then it reminds me of what it was like the first time that I saw it. And that's that sparks the joy. So the question that I would have for you, Will, is like in the kind of work that you do now, how do you bring joy to a movie set or how do you bring joy with you and how does it how does it manifest itself you know just being open and knowing people's names you know telling them great job hugs you know making people laugh you know when you come on to set you know like when i'm on a set of black lightning you know one of the camera guys is brian and one of the dps is francisco you know i know their name you know the the guy who does the coloring, his name is Justin. You know what I'm saying? So I try to make sure that I know people's names and just say, hey, man, how you doing? How's everything going? How's life? You know, it's, it brings so much joy to people because, one, you come in with excellent work. And then, two, you're not an a-hole, you know, and you make people feel comfortable around you. It shows them that yeah. you care. And it shows them that you care. And you're not doing it just to... It's not fake. People can see if something's fake, you know. And when you're on set all day and you're working 12 to 16 hours a day and you're missing your family at home, the, the family on set becomes your family. So it's all in how you treat people. And I love people, you know what I mean? So I've always, like, you know, you can tell when someone's not having a good day or they're just trying to make the day or they're just trying to get through or they got problems at home when you just present and you open, you can see all those things. So sometimes it's just, hey man, good to see you. You know, how's everything, you know? And then if they say, oh man, I'm going through a rough time. Man, don't worry, man, you know, uh, you know you'll get through it. This too shall pass, you know? Let's enjoy the day. What can I do for you? Can I get you some coffee? Can I go get you something? You know, when you move like that, it just, it just brings the best out of people. And I think too, from working in the restaurant industry, whenever the managers was, you know, gave you positive reinforcement and encouraging words, you didn't have no problem going to the table and selling. Hmm. You know, it just wasn't about, you know, you trying to make your money for the night. You was trying to make an experience. You was creating a business inside of a business. You know, that's why I made so much money when I was at Bottega Louie. <laughs> you know what I mean? I ran a place like this was my business inside of their business. You know, I come to the, t I come to the table. How you doing? What can I do for you? You know, you want flat or sparkling, you know what I'm saying? You know, I was boom, boom, boom. I ain't trying to go back, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I did my time. I put five years in that joint, you know? Hey, but but those, it, those skills that you learned there, man, I learned so many different skills, mm -hmm. Aaron, because, you know, you got to deal with different personalities. You got to deal with people who are coming in and they just having a bad day or they treat you know, you like you're nothing, like you don't have anything going on. So you go through that. That's not everybody that comes in, you know, but the ones that do waiting tables on people, man, it humbles you because people, as much as I love people, <laughs> people can be very, very nasty and evil. You know, they Why just, is that? It, you know, I mean, it could be upbringing. It could be what they're going through in their life. Uh, not being grateful, not being joyful, you know, not seeing themselves. The number one thing is that they don't see themselves in other people. 
we forget to do that. You know, we forget to know that we are part of this whole human race, you know, um, and entitlement. You know, you start making a little bit of money, you know, you got a little black card, drop down, you start feeling like you're above everybody else. You know, uh, you get that sometimes, but then you get some great people that come in too, you know, and, uh, you know, you bend over backwards for them because they're good people. But, you know, you try to do, even the ones that come in when I was doing it, and this is just a metaphor for life, you know, you shouldn't change based on the energy that people are giving you. That's just where they're at at the moment. You got to love them through it, you know, and waiting tables will show you that because at the end of the day, you got to love them through it. And then you're going to see if it went all right when you see what that tip looked like on that, on that check. <laughs> now, did you know at the time that you were going to, that these skills were going to come in handy? Where, where, was you, where was your mind at when you were working at Bottega Louie in terms of like the dreams that you had? Did you, did you feel that these things were going to help you? That, oh, I'm learning a valuable skill. Did you, ever, did you ever have that realization? No, I remember one time, man, you know, I was putting up a water glass and I asked the Lord, I said, why am I doing this? I'm so talented. Why am I here waiting on people? And once again, he said to me in a small, still voice, I'm showing you how to wait on people. So when they wait on you, you will remain humble, you know, and he was breaking me and building my character. And some people think humility is bowing low or, not saying all that God has blessed you with. No, it's just mean that being dependent on him. He was showing me how to depend on him every step of the way and to be excellent in everything that I do. You know, so now if that's my lot in life to be a waiter at that moment in time, why not be the best waiter that you can be? Why not bring joy and happiness to people? So once I had switched my mind, because there's some days when people talking to you like you crazy, when the manager and the chef talking to you like you crazy, and he whatever he going through, and he's sending people home because you don't know what the hell is in the Trine pasta, you know what I'm saying, or whatever <laughs> the case may be, because he going through something, you know, uh, it can get to you. But when you remind yourself to be excellent in everything you do, then it brings a sense of peace because you know that's not your ceiling. You know I'm not going, my life doesn't end here. You know, I'm just passing through. So if you have the mindset that I'm just passing through, then you can be at ease. You can be at peace. Because you know what your bagua, right? That's what you call it? Yeah. Yeah. So you, you know you got your box in your corner. You know where you're going. So you can show up every day. You can show up and sweep the streets. You can show up and check people out at, the, uh, at, the, at your local grocery store. Because you know where you're going. And when I had that attitude, Aaron, People will come in and ask me, what do you do? I know you do more than this. <laughs> and, and, and out of that place, when I was at there at that time, I got my manager out of that place. At the time, my manager, I had got my commercial agent out of that place. I booked so many commercials from coming to the table. I remember I got my first commercial agent, Danny, when I booked um, Target commercial back in the day. And I came to the table and they said, man, we just love your smile. You're so warm. What do you do? I'm an actor. Oh, okay. Do you have a commercial representation? No, I don't. 
You see what I'm saying? But yeah. if I came with that, ah, man, I got to wait on these damn people. They better not ask me if I'm an actor, huh? because you know they're going to say we all do this, and you're struggling, and it's hard out here, ain't it? You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> you know, you get that. But you got you to gotta be a master at deflecting things that come against your vision and come against your dream. You got to believe your dream uh, if nobody else believes it. You got to believe it to... You can't believe it no more. And that's what you're doing. You're reminding yourself every day when you're looking at the Bible, when you're looking at your Nike uh, 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 email, you know, when you're looking at your daughter and you've seen how far you've come. Those are all things that motivate you to keep going forward. Stonecutters podcast. <laughs> Stonecutterspodcast.com. Uh, you, mm-hmm. you can subscribe, rate, leave a comment. Uh, Man, well, Will, we we got we got a couple minutes left before mm-hmm. we wrap before we wrap up, and right, I, I've been peppering you, asking you questions about your time at Bottega Louis. Did right. you did you did you did you like did somebody tell you like, hey, be nice because you're in L.A. and you never know who could be sitting there, or because it's because it's kind of like if that's the case, then everybody's just going to be kind of like that fake nice. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Did you, did you like, did you have any kind of clue? Nah, man, you know, real recognize real, man, you know, and we be talking about next level, you know, another key to your next level is your active service, you know, and how you serve people. And I, you know, I got all these, so many stories. I remember casting directors coming in and you know, the way I served them, the way I got them something extra that I had to put on my own tab, you know, whether it was a dessert or whatever the case may be. Um, not looking for anything in return, but just being an, in an act of service and making people feel good for, for that day. You know, it's just like when you go on an audition for a, a, a show, a TV show, or a movie. When you go in to give something in order to and not, not to take something. You get so much further when you give it because it's just an essence of freedom. You talked about water, you know? So you're going in these rooms, you're like water because you're there to serve. You're not there to get. But in your serving, you will get. You yes. know what I mean? Because it's, it's the, what do you call it? Cause and effect. You know, I throw a ball at the wall, it's gonna bounce back to me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Don't give to get. Don't give to get, you know, because it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not pure. You so, know? so like the, the, the parallel that I see is that um, in most jobs, for you to move up, for you to actually level up, you need to backfill. So you need to find mm-hmm. somebody to, to take the position behind you. So like anybody who's listening right now, who's in a corporate gig or in a structured job where there's right. a structure about it, even in the military, for you to rise through the ranks, you need to find somebody that you're grooming to be your replacement so that when, mm-hmm. it, so when it comes time for you to move to the next level, you can tell people that, hey, there's somebody that's right behind me that's, and there's somebody that's capable of taking over for me in whatever job that I held before or I, you know, or I gave them information, I gave them wisdom, which is sort of what, the path that I'm on now, which, mm-hmm. is, which is helping people in any way that I can, helping them achieve their goals, you know, and just just giving as much as it is, and maybe not backfilling as much, but just 
being in service to people like what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Just like what we at, what we doing right now. <laughs> we're, we're being of service, you know, where we're sharing the things that we know uh, so that people can get ahead and so that we can continue to move forward. Because there's things that you say and I'll be like, man, that really helped me. You know, even like going back to the SWOT analysis episode, I've been thinking about, okay, well, what's my threats? You know, what, you know, what can come against my situation right now that I need to look out for, you know, just to have that on the forefront of my mind, you know, so it's, it's, it's the service, it's the gratitude, it's the joy, it's the attitude, it's being like water, it's focusing on one thing and putting your all into it and it's imagining, have an imagination, just like as a kid, you would dream and say, I'm gonna be a doctor, I'm gonna be a firefighter. You know, where did your kid joy go? Where did your kid imagination go? You can't lose that. We tend to lose that as adults because we deal with bills and credit cards and relationships and children and evictions and everything else that goes, your car notes. Um, I mean, you name it, we deal with it as an adult and you get so far from what you were thinking about when you were eight years old, five years old, 12 years old. Yeah. So we got to remind ourselves to get back to that place, that childlike place to just imagine, you know, because when we were kids, you know, we'll sit up and say, you know, the sky is red and it was red. You know, but when you come adults, nah, man, that sky blue. <laughs> and you know what? The bills do too. All right. You know, I need $800 for the damn bill. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Everything becomes rough. It doesn't, you, 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 you are, you're not the, you're not the clay on the potter's wheel. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're, you're so rigid and hard that once you put that pot into that furnace, you know, now it's, it's stuck. Now you got to smash it and break it down and water it again to make it more soft again so that you can do something with it. You want to remain to be the, be that clay, be that clay. You know, like we talked about that book, uh, who moved my cheese. <laughs> To our listeners on the Stonecutters podcast, the cheese is going to move. You got to be like water. You got to roll with it. You know, and this is what we doing, Aaron. We helping people. <laughs> we helping people. I'm fired up right now because I sometimes I'm that person that needs to be broken. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. Sometimes I get rigid. Sometimes I don't want to move. Sometimes I like things the way they are, and I have to remind myself and remember to imagine, remember to have joy. You know, remember to be grateful. Remember to be like water. You know, remember these principles that you guys are getting, you know, on this podcast. And, I'm, and we're reminding ourselves. Yes, know. absolutely. Stonecutters Podcast. Stonecutters Podcast. Aaron Hankins. Will Catlett. And we're out.